All right, you guys, what's up? How are you? Welcome back to Cast Me Maybe. Now, the past two episodes were all about TV shows, and since the third time is a charm, this one is no different. This episode is all about HBO's Succession. Now, if you haven't heard of Succession or aren't really familiar with HBO's shows at all or any of HBO's repertoire, they all kind of include the following items. Drugs, sex, a lot of smoking, a lot of alcohol, partial nudity, a lot of swearing, tons of drama, and lighthearted comedy moments all melted together in a huge little cauldron called HBO. And HBO's had wild success with shows like Sex and the City, Game of Thrones, and obviously Euphoria. And not to mention what this episode is all about, Succession. So without giving too much away, let's get into the episode. A quick disclaimer before I get into the episode, if you haven't seen Succession, you must watch it. It is very rare that I love a television show, almost as rare it is for me to love a film immediately from the get-go, but it is really rare for me to love a TV show so much that I will binge watch it in a day, especially given the length of the episodes. Succession's episodes on average are an hour long, and for me to watch two seasons nonstop throughout takes a lot of dedication. So with that being said, if you haven't seen Succession, please go watch it as soon as you can. And if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a while and you need a quick refresher, here it is. Succession is about the Roy family headed by patriarch Logan Roy and his four children, Connor, Kendall, Roman, and Siobhan, who goes by Shiv, and the battle between the children to take over as CEO of Waystar Royco, their father's company, as their father gets older and ends up experiencing more mental and physical declines. Now, it's never been explicitly stated, but there are many rumors that Succession is based off of the Murdoch family, one of the largest media conglomerates in the world, or families of that sort. And what's really interesting is that the creator of the show, Succession, Jesse Armstrong, is huge in England where he created shows like Peep Show and Jack Whitehall's kind of breakout television show, Fresh Meat. Now, Succession has a very diverse cast. Logan Roy is played by Brian Cox, who's Scottish-American and he's been around for ages. The man is a talent. His third wife, Marsha, is played by Haim Abbas, who's a Lebanese-French actor who's really, really eloquent and beautifully dressed and carries herself with insane pride. Logan's eldest son, Connor, is played by Alan Rock, who we all know played Cameron in iconic 80s film Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Kendall, the kind of son who the show is almost focused on, is played by Jeremy Strong, who I hadn't really heard much of until I watched Succession, and he was also in The Trial of the Chicago 7, which came out on Netflix in 2020. Logan's third son is Roman, played by Kieran Culkin, who's Macaulay Culkin's younger brother and has been in films like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and has been around honestly forever and really is just a wonderful actor. Logan's fourth child and only daughter Siobhan, also known as Shiv, is played by Australian actress Sarah Snook, who is absolutely brilliant in this role, and I really wish I'd seen her in more. But she was also in Pieces of a Woman, which came out in Netflix, on Netflix, excuse me, in January of 2021, playing um, Vanessa Kirby's cousin, Michelle. And then you have supporting characters like 
cousin Greg, who is lovingly played by Nicholas Braun. And Nicholas Braun played Zach in Sky High, and he played one of the Minutemen, another Disney Channel original film. So it's really great to see him in such an adult role. You also have actors like Matthew McFadgen, who plays Tom Wamsgam's uh, Shiv's husband. If you if Matthew's name sounds familiar, it's because he was in 2005's Pride and Prejudice, playing, obviously, Mr. Darcy, Kira Knightley's love interest. You also have supporting characters like Peter Friedman, who plays Frank, the COO of Waystar Royco, and a big supporting man in both Logan and Kendall's life. You also have actors like J. Smith Cameron, who plays Jerry, the head of the head of legal or legal counsel for Waystar Royco, who's really just fucking brilliant. And she really needs to be in more shows. I mean, this cast is stacked. You have people like uh, Ariane Moyed, who plays Stewie, who's a wonderful, hard-ass type of character who's Kendall's friend, but also his enemy at the same time, who wants to buy shares in Waystar Royco. And as you watch Succession, you watch this cast develop and the characters develop and how they interact with one another and how they're all vying for that big seat of CEO of Waystar Royco. There's a lot of things I really like about Succession. First off is the story. I don't think there's been a story of a large media corporation told in television in this way in a really long time. And that's where I have to give credit to Jesse Armstrong. He is a phenomenal writer and creator and is very well deserving of two, his two Emmy wins, actually, not of two, his two. He's completely deserving of them because he created a show that's really intelligent, thoughtful, dramatic, funny, and kind of wild all at the same time. And to do all those five things simultaneously is no easy feat. So I really have to say hats off to him for this wonderful story. The second thing I really like is the way it's filmed. Every episode is directed with such a purpose and every shot is so beautiful and purposeful. It really adds to the overall scheme, theme, and motifs of the show, which is that People with a lot of money are kind of assholes sometimes, and family dynamics really play an important part in businesses, especially family businesses. And if you do end up comparing succession to the Murdoch family, you realize that Rupert Murdoch kind of refused to give one of his sons or both of his sons the business, and he has, I think, six kids. So it's really interesting to see it play out in that way. And the last thing I love about the show is the cast. The cast is absolutely phenomenal. And I just mentioned their names, but the standouts for me have to be Jeremy Strong, uh, Matthew McFadden, and Kieran Culkin. And honestly, Nicholas Braun. Actually, that's not fair because the entire cast is standing out to me as wonderful. And they work so well together and they have such insane chemistry that every time you see a scene with one, all, or just some of them on screen together, you're excited. Honestly, the entire show has you on the edge of your seat as you watch each episode because the cast portrays their characters so well and acts everything out so well, so fucking well that you cannot help but be enamored by the show. It's literally a transformative experience. And I know that's pretty dramatic to say for a television show. You're probably like, honestly, Nidhi, what the fuck are you on about? Like, what's going on? Why are you so dramatic? 
And to that, I have to say, yes, I'm being dramatic, but it's kind of fitting because the show is a drama and three, they're insanely good. This cast is unstoppable. And I think it's very amazing for a cast of kind of well-known actors sometimes to be doing something so purposeful and like integral to media in a way and also very honest they're very honest in their performances throughout everything you see and that's helped by the fact that succession touches on some big issues there's a lot of issues with obviously family dynamics because that's a big theme in the show but also succession touches on issues like addiction insecurities um financial troubles they also talk about and I have to give a trigger warning about sexual assault and corporate um, issues with sexual assault in the workplace. And succession, excuse me, succession touches on it really, really well. And they're told in a really poignant and powerful way that every time it's acted out or discussed on the show, you really feel enamored and kind of drawn into how the show is talking about these issues. So I think that's really interesting too, is how the cast portrays these issues and how they're written in the show and how it's how the show is just an amalgamation of everything that's really, really, really great on television. But having a cast that's kind of unknown really adds more of an emphasis to it. Because I'll be very honest, whilst I knew the names of Brian Cox, Matthew McFadden, Kieran Culkin and Nicholas Braun, I didn't really become familiar with Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, or J. Smith Cameron, or even um, Arian um, Moyed until Succession, until I started really getting involved in Succession in the show. So to have no prior knowledge or no prior expectations of an actor when you're watching a show as big as this is kind of nice because they're really the ones who make or break the success of the show. It's their dedication to the performances that really propelled succession into what it is now, a success. I've mentioned his name already a few times now, but I have to spend more time talking about Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong plays Kendall, the second oldest son who is literally vying for the CEO position at Waystar Royco. Kendall is a really multi-dimensional character. He's divorced. He has two kids. His son has autism. He has been in and out of rehab multiple times. He has a cocaine addiction. He is trying way too hard to be the perfect son that he's falling short every single time. And Kendall's only so wonderful to watch because he's portrayed by Jeremy Strong, who knocks this character out of the fucking park. And like I said, I'm kind of really glad he's pretty unknown because he took this character to a level that I don't think a really well-known actor could have done, especially a role that's so multidimensional, so serious, so kind of disturbed and troubled to have an actor just kind of bring that to Kendall right from the get-go and it maintain that integrity of the character throughout two seasons, each 10 episodes long, each episode being an hour, is a lot of work. And Jeremy Strong won the Emmy for Best uh, Actor in a Drama Series in 2020, and I really think he deserved it. 
And I have to preface that by saying I'm not a big fan. I mean, I love award shows, but I think they're biased and I don't really support who they give awards out to sometimes. But if anything was deserved for a lead actor that in 2020, it was definitely for the role of Kendall that Jeremy Strong portrayed. He is a marvel to watch. And I'm really emphasizing the fact that if you have not seen Succession, please stop listening to whatever I'm saying now or even like five minutes ago and go watch the show. Even if you don't like it, you have to watch it for Kendall, at least one episode, because right from the get-go, right from the pilot episode up until the season two finale, you see two totally different Kendalls. It is insane. In the pilot, you're introduced to Kendall listening to old school hip hop being driven to his dad's office so he can have a meeting and try and buy a company for Waystar Royco. It is a wonderful, wonderful scene because Kendall does this pitch, the company doesn't buy it, and they leave. And his dad, you can tell his dad sees him as a failure, who's Logan Roy, obviously played by the incomparable Brian Fox. He's uh, Brian Cox, excuse me. He's wonderful. But you can tell that Logan sees Kendall as a failure. And the way Jeremy Strong portrays that is trying to be so strong and so, you know, purposeful about everything he does and make sure he's not stepping on anybody's toes and is trying to do things the right way. But he's trying to do things the right way so much so that he ends up doing it wrong. And he ends up having more pressure on his shoulders and more pressure on his shoulders and then falls short every single time. And Jeremy Strong is Kendall in every way because he's just as hardworking. He's always trying to give his best effort. And you, but unlike Kendall, you really see the results pay off. Jeremy Strong is a wonderful actor and I have not seen an actor I've been so enamored by in a television show in a really long time, whether it's comedy, drama, dramedy, whatever the genre may be. And I think it's about time that people kind of started giving Jeremy Strong the credit that he's definitely deserved because this show is so wonderful. And I think in a large part, it's because of him and not only just him, but because of the way his character Kendall interacts with everybody else. There's a scene in season two where Kendall kind of, well, towards the beginning of season two, where Kendall kind of becomes Logan's lapdog. It is kind of doing everything he says. And the way Jeremy Strong works so well with Brian Cox is insane. It, it's literally like they grew up together and he knew all of the ins and outs of Brian Cox and how to work with him and make sure everything was right and nothing was offending him and everything was done perfectly to a T, that you really feel that natural chemistry. And I know you know if you've listened to every episode that I say the word chemistry a lot, but I only repeat it if it's really imperative to the show's success and I or the film's success. And I really think the amount of chemistry Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong have is immeasurable. It is amazing. It is like the right amount of chemistry that you can have between two actors they have. And I'm kind of stopping myself to find the right word because that's how well they work together. And you really feel a natural progression of emotions between them. Anger, frustration, hatred, contempt, sadness, despair, love. You see all of those emotions that you would in a, in a, 
in any family at any point. And you see that in Logan and Kendall through Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong. And the way they work together is so perfect that it really sets the show apart and sends it to a whole other level. And honestly, while I said the entire cast is stellar, which really they truly are, a standout cast member has to be Kieran Culkin in the role of Roman Roy. And it's not just how he is in individual scenes with himself and how you see him portrayed on screen, but it's also how Kieran Culkin interacts with literally every other actor on the show that makes you kind of love and hate his character, Roman Roy. Now, Roman is a classic playboy. He kind of thinks he's hot shit. He does a lot of drugs. He smokes a lot. He drinks a lot. He just thinks he is the best and he is a lot to deal with, but he's also incredibly intelligent when he can be. It's kind of the issue of like, is he going to apply himself and use his intelligence to benefit Waystar Royco as a corporation? And as you start watching Succession, you hate Roman Roy. But when you keep watching Succession, you still hate Roman Roy, but you love to hate him. He's that character you love to hate, but sometimes feel minuscule, tiny, tiny, tiny amounts of love for because he's he's got a character growth that's really interesting because in season two, he really tries to start applying himself to become more involved in Waystar Royco because he's really, really craving and yearning for that CEO position. But man, does Kieran Culkin stand the fuck out in this show? If you've been sleeping on him after this, you definitely will not be. And I've actually talked about him in another episode, in the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World episode, when he was a supporting actor. But he is no way supporting in succession, even though he might be listed as a supporting actor. He is a standout in every single way in this show. And the best part of Roman is that he's full of insults. He's a complete dick. He's absolutely horrible to everybody, even his own family. And he usually gets away with it because people will have a comeback ready for him and just kind of say what's on their mind towards Roman. But no one really says it the way Roman does. And that is completely due to Kieran Culkin. He delivers his lines with such finality, such finesse, and such fucking awesomeness. There's some alliteration for you. Such awesomeness that you cannot help but kind of love Roman just as much as you kind of hate him. It's the very definition of a love-hate relationship with a character, but you you really cannot stop watching when he's on screen because he's so captivating. And I mean... Kieran Culkin does a bang up fucking job of playing Roman. He is so talented and I'm really happy, as I've said with other characters, that he's finally starting to get the recognition of how great of an actor he really is. I mean, the best part about Roman is that he does things purely for his convenience. And you see Kieran play that on screen so convincingly, but then when you hear him like in interviews and watch him in interviews, he's totally different. So it's really interesting to see that total like 180 like flip between the actor and the character. And that I think is a really healthy balance to have when you have a character who's a complete asswipe like Roman. And yet Kieran Culkin is still able to make him charismatic and sort of lovable. And one of my favorite parts about Roman is and Kieran Culkin's portrayal of Roman is that he is 
very insulting, very demeaning, and just downright rude. And his delivery is fantastic. I mean, if I could hire anybody to just record a shit ton of insults and just have them on my phone, it would be Kieran Culkin as Roman Roy. Because my God, they're flawless. One of my favorite, favorite lines or insults that Kieran says as Roman is in the second episode of the first season of Succession. This is right after Logan Roy, the patriarch, is flown to one of New York's biggest hospitals after he suffers a stroke. All four Roy siblings are waiting there as their dad is recovering from a stroke. And Roman, Shiv, Kendall, and Connor are having a conversation. And Roman just says, he said that to be nice. I think what he meant to say is that he wished that mom gave birth to a can opener because at least then it would be useful. And if that isn't pure hatred, I don't know what is because (laughs) in contempt, it's, it's horrible, but it's also beautiful at the same time. Like to insult someone and calling them a can opener is pretty like honestly genius. I would never think of that. And Shout out to the writers of Succession for coming up with such clever lines. But the way Kieran Culkin really lays it out in the show is wonderful. It He does something so magnificent with every single line he delivers in the show that you cannot stop watching. And actually, as the show goes on, you end up waiting for Kieran to show up on your screen as Roman because he's that much more entertaining to watch. And that's not just to say that Roman is a character who's a complete dickwad the entire time. And please pardon my French. He actually has very sensitive moments when you realize that all he wants is really deep down to be accepted by his dad. And that also goes to show that the show kind of echoes a lot of family values and issues that every family might have. Acceptance, love, trust, everything like that. And to see Karen Culkin portray that so subtly and in such a nuance and like almost timid way is really, really beautiful. And one scene that really stands out to me is in season two when the four siblings and Logan are having a conversation about what's going to happen with Waystar Royco. And Roman says a joke and Brian Cox, who plays Logan, slaps him, backhands him and slaps him across the face. And Logan... Logan doesn't realize what he's done is bad, but Roman kind of takes a step back, holds his cheek and just kind of stares at his dad. And the way Kieran Culkin did that was so beautiful, so subtle, so powerful at the same time that you really, really, really start to respect him more and more as a character. And what makes that even more important is that the next day when Roman and and Logan are in a car together, uh, Logan doesn't really remember that he hit Roman. And then you see Roman kind of realizing that his dad is getting older and doesn't have this memory anymore. And you can kind of see all the cogs spinning in Roman's mind. And that is due to the magic of Kieran Culkin. And I, S2G, swear to God, if he doesn't get more recognition for this role in like a year or like as time goes on, I'm going to be really, really, really disappointed. There are so many characters in Succession that make this show so, so, so great, but it wouldn't be an episode if I did not mention Sarah Snook playing Siobhan Roy. She is a fucking 
trailblazer. This woman is iconic as everything she's done as Siobhan. And I'm so glad people are starting to recognize how talented she is because while Siobhan may be her quote unquote breakout role, it's definitely not going to be her last. Sarah Snook is fucking incredible. She's so talented and she's so well-rounded of an actor in the way that she plays Siobhan. I am in awe. When you see Shiv first on screen, she seems the most put together, the most tacit, the most purposeful of all the children. She is the one who at first doesn't even want to be CEO because she doesn't think it's an option. She works as a political consultant. Her husband, or then boyfriend, then fiance, then husband, Tom Wamsgams, works for Waystar Royco. He's the one who wants to push himself into the company to become CEO. Shiv is the one who's fine being a political consultant. She wants to be involved with the family, but she wants to do whatever she wants to do. And her independence is so fierce in a family that's often forced into its own business, like a family where every single sibling works in its own business. Siobhan kind of paved a way for herself whilst being the daughter of one of the most wealthy men in America. And throughout the show, Throughout the two seasons, you really see Shiv come into her own. You see her striving for independence, fighting for it, wanting to be her own person no matter what. You see her defending her father no matter how shitty his actions are. You see her struggle with her relationship with her husband, Tom. You see her struggle as a sister and as a person and fight with her own inner demons. And Sarah Snook portrays every aspect of Siobhan so wonderfully that she really made that character that extra something special. And Siobhan's a very multi-dimensional character. Honestly, as are every single character in this show. Literally every character is very multi-dimensional, but Sarah Snook portrays this in such a way that seems so natural. It's like one day she just woke up and became Shiv and she put on that outfit or whatever that looked like Siobhan and became her. Like she walked down to onto set and she was no longer Sarah Snook playing Siobhan Roy. She was Siobhan Roy. And that takes a lot of talent to play a character as strong and fierce and fighting in her own way as she wants to while still being kind of held together by the fact that her family is kind of a boys club and she's the only daughter and she really has to push herself through that role. And Sarah Snook does that so wonderfully. Man, I have like the biggest girl crush on her. Like she's so fucking fantastic. And mind you, she's Australian and her American accent is perfect. And it blends in with ev the way that kind of everybody else in the show talks, especially the, the actors who play her siblings, Kieran Culkin, uh, Alan Ruck and Jeremy Strong. They do it so well and they all speak with such like a comparable and similar tone that you really think they are siblings, even though it's wildly obvious that they're not. But everything that she's done in the show is so pointed and and kind of, I don't know how to say the word like just just good like let's just go with that everything she does is so good that every time Shiv comes on the screen you're like yes this is the person I want to be seeing right now but again I feel that way about every character in the show but one moment that really stands out to me is 
In the season two finale, the family is on holiday and Shiv is talking to her husband, Dom, and she's saying, well, you know, I don't know, maybe we could open up our marriage. And you really see her for the first time being completely open and vulnerable in her marriage to her husband after the fact that they got married, after she admitted that she cheated on him at her wedding, or she admitted that she cheated on him on their wedding night, not that she cheated on him at the wedding, but you get what I'm saying. Excuse me, to see Shiv be so open and vulnerable with Tom, the person she's supposed to be the most open and vulnerable with for like almost the first time is really eye-opening. And Sarah Snoop portrays her character so well. It's like she's really going through that. And I know I say that a lot about actors portraying like portraying their character so well it feels like they're transforming into it. And it might sound like I'm kind of reciting a spiel, but I really do say that with full meaning and I say that with full meaning for every episode, but with this one, it's really special because this only proves to me that I want Sarah Snook in more than succession. I want her everywhere and she's so talented and she, I feel like she's one of those actors who can do no wrong now. Like the sky is her limit. Like she can get there. She is so fucking talented. It is wild. And her tiny supporting character arc on Pieces of a Woman is batshit. Like, she needed way more airtime. She is incredible. And <laughs> as Forrest Gump would have to say, that's all I have to say about that. Succession is full of honestly fucking fantastic characters. And the two characters that I haven't really talked about yet, but wanted to dedicate a lot of time to were Tom Wamsgams and Cousin Greg. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Nidhi, why are you kind of looping these two together in one little spiel? Why don't you give them their own individual time? And the answer is because Tom and Greg kind of interact the most with each other. They really are like Tom and Jerry in a way. They're kind of like looking out for each other, but also looking out for themselves at the same time and kind of making each other's lives miserable, miserable, excuse me, uh, simultaneously all throughout the show. So they're super interesting and they're made super interesting by their respective actors, Matthew McFadden and uh, Nicholas Braun. Now, Matthew McFadden playing Tom Wamsgams is known for playing Mr. Darcy on Pride and Prejudice, but what he should be known for is his fucking banging American accent, his talent as an actor and his ability to play this aloof yet very intelligent, dutiful husband and a guy who just wants to have it all. Matthew McFadden is a standout as Tom. Tom kind of enters the scene as this naive type of guy who honestly really does love Shiv. He loves her, wants to be a part of the family and wants to do his part. And if that means being more successful by being higher up in Waystar Royco, he sees no problem in it. And I mean, why should he? Nepotism is well and real and succession shows that very well. And Tom is kind of the guy who wants to do everything by the book. He loves Siobhan. He wants to marry her. He only wants to be with her. He wants to do right by Logan Roy, by Connor, by uh, Kendall, by Roman, by by Shiv especially, and also Jerry and Cousin Greg and also Stewie and all of these characters. Tom just wants to do his best. And seeing Matthew McFadden put his best into Tom translates onto screen so well. He is just as genuine as Tom is. And that's another instance of like 
an actor being a perfect choice for a character because I feel like Matthew McFadden really put his all into Tom and continues to put his all into Tom. And in every episode, you see a new side to Tom. And it's kind of like that Shrek analogy of an onion and you peel back a layer at a time and you get to know more of the character. That's how it is with Tom. And that's honestly how it is in thanks to Matthew McFadden, who really kind of like pushed Tom to another level of badassery in a way, even though he's not totally badass because he's he's kind of very simple and his family is very Southern and Tom has Southern values. And he, he take, he takes pride in being from a small town and Shiv kind of gives him shit for it. But you, you really see Tom develop as a character and kind of build his own backbone as the two seasons of the show progress. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And Matthew McFadden, again, portrays Tom so well that you really feel like you want to be friends with Tom. You think, hey, Tom's a guy I'd grab a beer with after work one day. Tom's a guy I'd invite to my bachelor or bachelorette party. Tom's a guy I just want to like hang out with and have a good time with. That's who Tom is. But Tom's best interactions, I think, are with who else then? Cousin Greg, played by Nicholas Braun, who is absolutely fantastic. And one scene that really stands out between um, – Tom and Greg is at a Senate hearing when employees of Waystar Royco are being questioned. And one of the lines that Tom repeatedly says throughout the show is, you can't make a Tomlet without breaking some Greg's. And boy, does that line stick with you. And do I kind of want to get it tattooed on me? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or have it be my alarm clock saying? Absolutely. And Greg is so well portrayed by Nicholas Braun, it's insane. And it's really nice to see Nicholas Braun kind of elevate himself from being a former Disney actor, all in quotes, obviously, to a, an actor who's taken seriously so much so that he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the 2020 Emmys. And again, I don't really support award shows that much, and it's kind of sad that he didn't win, which also Matthew McFadden, uh and Kieran Culkin and Brian Cox are all nominated for, I believe. So that's insane. But I really think Nicholas Braun deserves the accolades of everybody for his role as Cousin Greg in Succession because he's brilliant. From the very first episode where you see him kind of being um, aloof and like really unsure of what's going on to kind of finding his bearings in Waystar Royco and becoming more and more and more of a part of the family, you really see Greg's growth. And one of my favorite lines of Greg, honestly, is uh, in the very first episode when he's invited to Logan's birthday party and he goes and nobody really knows him because he's not dressed super well and he's kind of like scraggly looking and he smells like pot because he smokes a lot of pot and he is just unaware of like the class system that happens in like affluent New York neighborhoods. And he goes into Logan's Ben house and they say, thanks for coming. And he says, Oh, thanks. I'm a fan of all your money. <laughs> so that's really interesting to me about how kind of down to earth cousin Greg is, but cousin Greg's also really, really fucking smart. And that shift in like aloofness to intelligence is portrayed so perfectly by Nicholas Braun. And I have to mention that if you're confused about like 
Hey, Nithy, why is he called Cousin Greg? You haven't told us how they're related. I'm about to drop that knowledge on you now. Cousin Greg is called Cousin Greg because he is Logan's grandnephew. Logan's brother's grandchild is Greg, Cousin Greg. And Nicholas Braun does such a good job of playing this guy who really wants to like be part of the family, like Tom, who wants to do his best and work his hardest. But he also wants the fame and the accolades and like the credit, again, like Tom. These characters are so similar, but also poles apart. So it's really interesting to see them played out by two very different actors because Nicholas Braun kind of has this like naivety towards him as a person. Like if you've kind of seen him do any interviews or seen him on his social media and Matthew McFadden kind of has it all together. So it's really interesting to see these two characters be like polar opposites, but also really identical at the same time while the actors who portray them are totally different. And honestly, just like Roman, Nicholas Braun is f- his character, uh, Cousin Greg, is full of one-liners. And just like Kieran Culkin, executes them so perfectly. One of my favorite, favorite lines is, uh, my body is growing weak due to a lack of sustenance. And he's so serious about the way he says it. Like, he's in insanely wonderful in his convic- in his conviction, excuse me, that you really like want to get to know Nicholas Braun more and more. But honestly, Cousin Greg and Tom are two characters that sort of grow on you really well, kind of like Roman in a way, but instead of hatred, it's all love. You just love both of them. And while they're both kind of infuriating because they're kind of stupid sometimes, they really have their best interests at heart. And honestly, that's all because of the way they're portrayed by Matthew McFadden and Nicholas Braun. They're two wonderful actors who really, really are truly coming into their own through succession. And that is an awesome, awesome thing. And this show is super awesome. But with everything I've said, I think it's time to get into the last segment of this episode, Cast It or Pass It. All right, you guys, it is time for the last segment of this episode, Cast It or Pass It. Now, with everything I've said about this cast, about Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, oh God, there's so many people, Garen Culkin, uh, Sarah Snook, uh, Tom Wamskams, excuse me, Matthew McFadden, and Nicholas Braun, as well as J. Smith Cameron and Arian Moyed and literally every other supporting actor, they're and hi, I'm a boss. This show is stacked with a stellar cast, stacked like a wad of dollar bills, fucking stacked. And they all do such a great job as their characters. Like I cannot fault a single one of them. And it's very rare of me to say that for an entire cast of a television show, mind you, or even a film for a cast to be this stacked and this good consistently throughout every episode, throughout every season so far. So with that being said, I'm going to say cast it. Leave the cast as is because I do not think HBO and Jesse Armstrong could have picked more perfect actors for the roles of the Roy family and the dispute over Waystar Royco. I think Jesse Armstrong and whoever the casting director was did a brilliant job and HBO is honestly getting a big thumbs up from me for airing this show and putting it on to so many people. So yeah, I'm going to say cast it, but 
What do you guys think? Do you agree or disagree with my opinions? Have you, first of all, seen Succession? And if you have, do you think, hey, they actually, no, fuck everything you said. I don't agree with your casting choices whatsoever. Pass it. Eh, next one. Totally fine. But send me a message. Let's talk about it. If you were going to recast Succession and you really wanted to recast Succession, who would you pick as members of the Roy family and their confidants? You know, send me a message. Let's talk about it because I really want to keep these conversations going and your opinions are definitely as important as mine. And please don't forget to follow or like this, subscribe, uh, like this podcast, excuse me, wherever you listen to your podcasts because every bit of support helps me so much to keep this podcast going. And with that being said, until next time, this is your host, Nidhi, checking out.